right so greetings fam it is another freestyle friday morning chat where we get to talk in the man cave and out in the world with some of our favorite people so of course i'm dr damon we're joined with of course my my co-creator and co-host donnell cole and we have the incomparable coach candace Liger with us today and i'm telling you if you first of all you guys need to be following this i want you to share it i want you to like it um you need to send this to your peoples send this to your groups because what she is about to share with us and what she is talking about it means everything to each and every one of you and if you don't believe me wait till we get to the end of this conversation and you'll see what i'm talking about oh yes we mean this. So um, those, of, those of you who follow us in, um, in our Modern Manhood movement, um, this is a space where we like to talk about the tough conversations that we have to have in order for us to really show up as our best selves, as men, for ourselves, for our family, and for our community. And a big part of that means talking to people who have so much insight and so much knowledge about what it means to show up as our best selves. And when I tell you, Candace has has such an amazing perspective and, and an opportunity to share with you guys some experience, some knowledge, and some some just some dope, dope words about what it means to be human, what it means to be black, what it means to be in connection with other people, then you 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 can't help but but find this to be one of your favorite episodes. So Absolutely. I'm gonna enter yes, right? I'm excited about this. Candace, uh, Candace is the founder of the Center for Body Autonomy. And I'm gonna let her explain what that means, but let me tell you, Candace is, she is an, an orator, she is a poet, she is an activist, she is a fitness coach and motivator. She creates lives for people when they say they wanna go from here to there. She is is a motivator like I've never seen before in, in really connecting with your own, your mind, body, and your spirit. And yes. when she shares her journey of what that looks like, you, you can't help but feel like there's more out there for you. So um, without further ado, Candice, thank you for joining us. I'm honored. I'm absolutely honored. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we're about to do a deep dive. And oh, yeah, I don't I don't quite I don't quite know the direction that we're going to flow into. But I just feel confident and safe being here. And I'm just honored to be here. That's beautiful. Yeah, I, I we got to start with that, because what you just said is absolutely true. We do deep dives here and. And we don't set out like this is the plan of what we're going right. to talk about. We don't send questions out to people we speak with. It's freestyle. And, yeah. and we know that that brings that allows us to be our, our most authentic selves. But it also allows us to go into spaces that oftentimes we don't talk about um, either in, in, first of all, in mixed company, but certainly even in public. So thank you right. for, for, for acknowledging that, but having, having really the bravery to come and sit with us, especially in the space <laughs> where you come from. <laughs> I like the idea she says she feels safe. So let me give you, let me just tell you what this looks like, Candace. This looks like whenever you tell people to stand up, raise their hands, and shake their hips. That's what that look, that's what that looks like, right? So what, yeah, that, that's what that looks like. So tell us about like how did you even get in the position to do everything you do? Because what I, I love your mind, I love how you challenge people to express themselves and you give people the safe space to do that. How did you get involved in everything you're doing? Where did it start? Man, uh, wow. I would say that, um, you know, through a constant introducing, introduction to my own evolving self, like every day. I feel like that's how I got into it. Like I'm um, just being curious about learning what, you know, what my body is capable of, what I'm capable of experience, being aware of, you know, my past, my history, like where I came from, um, and also being of service in the community. Uh, so I got really got into heavy community work as a fitness coach. Mm -hmm. And I went to, uh, you know, I went to his personal training school, did all that, you know, found some new words myofascial release, um, like, <laughs> hypertrophy, bam, you know, uh, and then I got out of school and I started training and most of my clients were black women. And, uh, I realized very early on, like this, this is, this theoretical knowledge really has little to no mm. practical application out into the world because, um, the folks that I was training, um, they had, they were real humans, right? They were real humans right. who were coming with really robust 
issues. And a lot of times um, their goal was actually saturated within um, a lot of other stories. You know, it wasn't like, you know, I want to work out and, you know, get a flat tummy or, you know, lose weight and it just stayed right there. It was always something like, you know, I want to be able to keep up with my three-year-old. But wow. you know, I used to be an athlete back in the day, you know what I mean? And I, I wish I can dribble the same way I used to dribble, you know? Yeah. Like, and since I can't dribble no more, when I see other people dribbling, it makes me feel insecure. You know? <laughs> my mama threw away my trophies like 10 years wow. ago. And, right, and so it just all kind of just enhanced the story. And so I kind of took that approach with my fitness work and, um, and, you know, as I was doing fitness, we got I got heavily involved in the activism community in Oklahoma City. Um, so I worked with Grace Franklin, with OKC Artists for Justice, and yes. we rallied behind the women who were sexually assaulted by Daniel Holtzclaw, wow. um, supported Tondaleo Hall, um, who was uh, imprisoned for the abuse her partner did to their child. And it was the same thing, right? I noticed that um, even within the activism community, this is like a really energetic energetic uh, exchange that's happening and a lot mm. of us are coming into activism with our own stories as well and um, I found like a lot of people sick <laughs> a lot of people right. like risking it all like you know like this is a part of this is part of the nobility of activism to be broke and unhealthy wow. and I didn't want to subscribe to that I didn't want my folks to subscribe to that so um and I guess through the pleasure space, I've I've been able to, um, you know, I, from from being in, in, in the streets of Vegas, <laughs> right, to hosting, to hosting workshops, uh, helping people move through kink or helping people move through consent, helping yeah. people find different ways to establish their and explore their pleasure, and all kind how? of combined together to create how? the center for body autonomy. How? So me and Damien had this conversation, <laughs> right? And he, he's been working on a project that he's passionate about. And he, he, he looked at what you're doing. He said, she figured it out. Because a lot of times we do live a fragmented aspect of life. We have ideas. And we, we seem to be thrilled about all of them. It stirs our soul for just enthusiasm for life. But sometimes we don't know how to put them all together. So, I mean, you talk about conscious, conscious consent as a coach, right? Then you talk about pleasure, uh-huh. Then you talk about a mind-body connection. Like, how did you put all that together? You know, it really came down to the same thing once I started to look at it. And Center for Body Autonomy, as as it is, I just created, like, in October. So it was a, a final merging in many ways mm. of kind of my work. But I found, like, the same, the same things. It's like um, we want to have control um, in, and make informed decisions over our body period like we want to have that that power we want to be able to consent to what does and does not happen to our body we do not want to experience harm and we do not want to necessarily cause harm unless we actually mean it but also accidental harm happens all the time we are walking around here um i think the statistic is like 80 percent of people have experienced trauma in their lives yeah, black, people, black yeah. people specifically. and i just think that that's a lie i don't know anybody that i've ever met in my entire life was like have you never been traumatized and i'm like oh no I mean, yeah. it's like I've literally never had a scratch. I've right. Never been in the right. I've never yeah. off a bike. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, I, I think that's really what it was about. You know, I'm deeply dedicated to the liberation of Black folks. And for me, what that looks like is feeling like we have agency over our bodies to make informed right. decisions on what feel, feels good to us, especially mm. since there's so much conflicting information around what we're wow. supposed to do with our bodies. And then also um, being able to feel, you know, seen and, and experience pleasure without feeling judgment. Like somebody some now. Judgment, you know? yeah. What Wait, is, say I mean, that again. Say that, hold on. Yeah. Say, that, say that again. That, say that last statement again. Yes. <laughs> oh, be yeah. able to experience pleasure without feeling like we owe somebody something now. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like we we get to we get to do that. We get to also experience pleasure without feeling like we gotta attach it to something that also happened to us. You know, um, I get some of the some good stories where people like you know I really love eating chocolate during sex. 
you know, something like that. But then, so they, then they try to figure out why, the, why they like it. You know, I think when I was like four, I had, <laughs> and it's like, you can do that, do that. Sure. With maybe a professional or maybe a therapist or maybe some guided meditation. I don't know, but you actually don't have to, you don't have to explain to nobody why you experience right. pleasure or the ways you experience pleasure. So that feels very liberating. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. You can just be just to be is what you're saying. So you're giving people the freedom to be just to be. Just to be. But I mean, might as well. Yeah. That in itself is like really liberating to know that I can be and feel the way I feel or you're giving me the permission to honor the way I feel and acknowledge that feelings are important because a lot of us don't have a relationship with our body or because we've been predisposed to drama. There's so many judgments that come with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's huge. Um, there's a book called The, the Body Keeps the Score. Okay. I don't know if you heard it, and, and uh, Damon, yeah, I know you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing this down. Um, yeah, and, and it talks about that. It talks about you know, time goes on, but you know what we experience get. stays in our body. It just it just stays there, and it's information that we can yeah. use. We can tap into. It's energy we can tap into. It's awareness that we can tap into. Um, but a lot of times, I think that not even a lot of times. There's there's a um, a very intentional disconnection I feel for um, and, and, and how oppression works when it comes to black folks that separate like your productivity labor and brain from your body mm. and so you know getting getting folks back into their body to to honor like the information that they already have like you you know this didn't feel right because you know your belly started rumbling you know right. you, you, had, you had it wasn't the butterflies it was a different kind of rumble you know right. and he was like ah, i'm just gonna go push through it you know two more hours on the clock next thing you know you know um you're, you're finding out like oh i've actually been uncomfortable or yeah. I, or I'm making decisions hungry. I heard it rumbling, but I was making decisions hungry. Right. Like, what the hell I didn't say yes to. Yeah, pushing <laughs> yeah. through. That space you talk about is is one of the things that like really is a, a motivating factor of what Donnell and I do. Because that space of just ignoring what your body is telling you, ignoring what your insight is telling you is a space that that manhood is like that's a foundation of manhood. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Is like you just push through. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Stop mm-hmm. crying. Don't think mm-hmm. about it. You don't feel anything other than the drive to succeed and go and give mm-hmm. everything you got. Leave it all out on the table. Leave it on the field. And mm-hmm. it's killing us. Black men are dying right. seven years earlier than anybody else. Seven whole years. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the stress of it all. And yet, we're not given the space and allowed to have the autonomy to say, I need a break. Right. Or whatever it is one might need. So thank you for that. Because I know that 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 knowing your work and knowing that space that you thrive in, like that's the type of coach that I, I know changes worlds and changes people. Thanks. And that's the kind of coach that I'm working to be as well. So when Donnell uh-huh. talks about, when I shared with him, like, yo, she's figured it out. That's what I meant. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, That's yeah, Candace. and I want to say this. I called him. I watched your TED talk yesterday, and I said, "Go do it, go do it." Because listen, um, when you have a desire in your heart, but you also have a conviction that says you don't deserve this or this is not you, you know, you always fight against the aspect of yourself that we're often unconscious of because we've internalized our sense of self as the emotional condition. Mm-hmm. So for you to be a coach and say, hey, you felt that this is there. It's okay. It, it, it allows people to assimilate in their minds. Oh, this is a part of who I am. Yeah. And a part of our own suppression or part of our oppression comes because we suppress these things and we and we don't even know we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So how do you get a person on that pathway to seeing it? Like, how do you get a person on the pathway seeing Introduce them to aspects of themselves so they can be able to even go and do that, like experience that for themselves. Um, and when you say experience that, well, specifically, just when we say that, man, because there, there's two aspects of it. You have the pleasure part of it, yeah. or let's just say liberation. You mentioned liberation. Okay. Let's yeah. let's go with liberation because that that's all of it. Well, I think like 
I think you kind of named it a lot of ways. First, first it was like just knowing, like language is so powerful um, because it could take something that's so hella complicated and be like, oh, for real, that's what I got going on, you know? And they can also do the opposite, right? Where we are self-diagnosing ourselves with things that may not actually be compatible mm-hmm. uh, long-term or chronically. Um, but a lot of the times when I am working with folks it's, it's really a matter of asking questions. It's right. asking, trying to ask the right questions so that um, so that they are able to be, just be curious about how to, and asking questions that they may not be asked all the time as right. well, you know? So between like the asking questions part, I feel like the, the most important thing is that um, they feel safe and seen, period. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't do anything if, if we don't if we don't feel safe. Our body is gonna automatically react, and one of them fight fight farm fiend ants. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, we can't we can't actually do liberation work in that way. But right. the, the issue is, and just go back to your point, Damon. Like black men are dying. You know, seven years earlier is that we are we, we're so used to functioning in that space where we're actually triggered. We're actually right. exhausted. We're actually burnt out. We're actually, you know, um, not thriving in, in ourselves. Mm. And so, you know, creating a, a place like where we feel like we can actually breathe and conversations where we can breathe, um, conversations where we can like show, show up for the sake of, showing up and having cheerleaders that say oh you're showing up I'm, I, I want to I, I want to celebrate you yeah. showing up in this moment so you can show up more because you're showing up for me I mean that's great I love the energy exchange but you know my, my folks that I work with especially they showing up for themselves and so we keep yeah. the story on them um I've had several uh sessions with like professionals and all this other stuff and they hijacked the session you know Next thing, mm-hmm. next thing I know, I'm over there like, oh, baby, it's all right. Just <laughs> put a little water on it, a little coconut oil. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, you know, um, there. I think that there is a, 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 a healthy pathway into showing, showing folks that, you know, this is a conversation that they actually have power in. So even if I'm talking to uh, a potential client, before we actually go into the details of the program or anything else, I tell them, look, you you don't have to spare my feelings. <laughs> this, wow. this is a safe space. So if something doesn't feel right, let me know. If 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 it feels like a, a maybe, then most likely it's a no. Right. You know, explore that. Explore that in our conversations and lean entirely um consciously into your yeses. Let's find the yes. I like that. Find what yeah. feels good and that's what we'll invest our energy into. I don't I don't want to invest any energies into maybe as we coach right now. We can do that later, but let's just explore our yeses. And usually you can find a lot about people that way. So you're trying I, to make the unconscious conscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I, I love that because what you said, it reminded me of something you said in your TED talk, which was amazing. Like you talked about how as a woman, your maybe face may look like you need to be saved in the eyes of men. <laughs> oh, that in that poem. And that's a space where when when we talk about what consent looks like and you, you masterfully talk about this and teach this. When we talk about what consent looks like, right, in a world with the connections of, of let's just say, men and women right now, and we'll mm-hmm. keep it that simple, but we also understand that this goes, you know, this goes across the different types of relationships, yeah, yeah. perspective. But when, like, when a lot of guys, and we talk, we hear about these conversations in our spaces where, where men have the freedom to kind of share that and we explore it together, but a lot of what men go through, and not to victimize them in this space, but it is confusing as hell. And when we, we are, are, are are taught like to go and save and to go and fix and to go and help. Mm-hmm. But we're hearing from you say, listen, I, a maybe is closer to a no than it is to a yes. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a whole revelation. Yeah. For us. Yeah. I think I think the thing with consent, especially um with black folks and black men and women and folks who identify as such. There are 
um, there's two lanes. There's one lane where we've been taught that um, passion is the gateway and seduction is the gateway, you know, like surely um, you want to be like picked up and thrown against the wall and like overpowered and this is like really intense like and it's supposed to be impromptu and it feels good and that has worked sometimes. Um, and then like this other lane that looks like, you remember that Dave Chappelle episode where they was uh, checkboxing in the bed, like, can I kiss you? No. Yeah. Can I, can I, can I, yeah. Can I, can I, no. Sign right here. You know, after they go down. Yeah, consensual. Yeah. yeah, it was like wholesome. Oh, <laughs> um, and, and that's what it can also feel like. It can feel like, okay, I'm on this one end where I have all of this, all of this passion, and um, I do want to use my powers of seduction and the laws of attraction and just make this energy and moment happen. And then on the other side, it's like, I don't want to fuck up. <laughs> I don't want to hurt right. anyone. I don't want to get this wrong. And so mm -hmm. like operating left brain, right brain, almost like, oh, I, I don't know what to do. So I think, I think um, my, when, when it comes to trying to create like those healthy pieces of consent mm -hmm. within a, a relationship or a dynamic, it's, it's, I think what happened is the conversation around consent became, or is thought of as laborish. It's thought of as like a tedious or like something that's kind of in the way from getting to the objective. And uh, as a part of just my life, my personal intimate life, and uh, what I promote is that that conversation is so sexy. That conversation is, is me saying like, I really, really want to engage with your body. I really, really want to do this right. I really want to respect it. And we can we can have this conversation in a way that doesn't look like, I don't know, white people or like a, a like academia. We don't have to become, you know, this. Right. We want to put ourselves in this box to have the conversation. Um, but I, like you said, Damon, it's a, it's a challenging phase. I kind of want to stop there for now because I'm curious what sure. you're thinking. Because <laughs> I can talk about this. I can no, I, I, what I'm yeah. thinking is, is yes. I'm thinking yes, because what you're saying are the things that are in our heads about that conversation. But because they stay in our head, we feel like we're the only one who feels like that. Like, this is a tough conversation. And to be able to first acknowledge it that, yeah, we all kind of, everybody's uncomfortable in this space is, is a big part of that, that space. When everyone's first encounter with intimacy and sex, no matter if it was your first time and it was their second, third or fourth time, or if it was both of your first time doesn't matter because for you and your experience it was awkward it was kind of scary it was like what's happening what's going yeah. on but since but since we have like and i'm almost 40 years old since i've had experiences it's easy to believe or to think that oh well this should be this shouldn't be uncomfortable anymore but it is in right. that space. Yeah. even yeah. in relationships that we've been in for 10 15 20 absolutely years. so yeah I mean, it's true. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. I, I, it shouldn't be uncomfortable. It really shouldn't. It's unfortunate that it, it, it is. Um, and that's what we are, I think, as Black people, really trying to like actively decolonize. We're yes. trying to create those systems. Because what is at the root of consent? Consent, yes, is we want to be able to access each other in a safe way. But that's, that's really not... The, the the backbone of consent. The backbone is consent is we don't want to harm each other. Right. We don't want to create harm. Yeah. And unfortunately, every single last one of us harms. Right. And so whether that's gross violations or small ambiguous violations, we cannot determine what, what is a big harm and what is a small harm. I can identify something as a gross violation, but I can't tell somebody who experienced a what maybe a smaller violation that this was bigger to them. You know what I'm saying? Or this was Absolutely. smaller for them because we all have our own uh, interpretations of, of, of how harm moves in our bodies, right? And so I think that that, like, <clears throat> it, it, it almost feels like, I feel like consent is a, is a, a war of the egos in a lot of ways mm. because we don't want to feel like that we 
are being, we don't want to feel rejection, one. You don't want to feel rejected and you don't want to feel subjective as an inferior aspect or just a tool for someone else's use. For someone else's pleasure, right? So we don't want to, we don't want to be that thing. Um, We we don't want to, um, I don't know, we don't want to create any assumptions necessarily. Um, But a large part of that or, and sometimes we don't want to even create no boundary. We, we don't even know how to create a boundary, but even worse than a boundary, we don't may not know how to create an access point where someone could say, this is how you get to me, or this is how you help bring some of the boundaries down. Yes. Um, so that feels like, but that feels like personal stuff in a lot of ways. Like how I respond to those things is that's my work, you know, because the other part of the work is that, um, I didn't come into this interaction to hurt you. Yes. Like my intentions are that we have a pleasurable interaction. If that's the intention, then why can't we create it? Like, why can't we actually talk about what we want to get out of it? And even specifically, I'm specific. I'm specific. I like being specific. What is yeah. so? How do you start that conversation? Because this is what you do. This is a profession yeah, yeah, yeah. for you. But okay. for an everyday lay man like myself, how do you start a conversation like that that creates a space? Even though we do this, that creates a channel for people to feel space for one or feel safe for one, um, comfortably without feeling like um, you're creating a certain narrative or a judgment. Because I, there's a judgment. I feel like there's a judgment that's there. There's a resistance. We'll just say that there's a resistance that that a person longs to be like that, express it freely, but there's apprehension there. Yeah, because we can't cookie cookie cutter it, right? Mm-hmm. Some people want to have that conversation. Some some people are like, boy, why you? What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, playing with me, wasting time. <laughs> you you can get both of them, but you can. I think one going into the conversation where you're honoring, you're honoring your mm. values, right? So honoring your values mean, I'm, no, I'm not going to come up, just come on over here and interact with your body, assuming that I know how to interact with your body better than you can actually tell me, or assuming that everything that I've learned from other people or learned in my encounters is also going to be too effective on you. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. And so, because yes. I care about this moment, I'm intentional about this moment, then I may not jump head first, right? So, um, uh, the conversation I feel can look like this. <laughs> it can look like this. Yeah. Yeah. And and what you said, that's it. And I love the fact that you made that about you and your boundaries. Like, because it's really easy for, for someone to say, you know, come get it. And and especially as a man, in the in the first moment, we're like, well, I mean, but then once you once you even and you're mm-hmm. not jumping head. Oh, excuse me. So you? No, no, no. This is about this is about showing up as my best self for you and for me to get what what we say mm-hmm. we want this to be, which is the best. And that's a space that men first we have a lot of trouble with because we don't want to show any any experience or any expression that says I don't want you because then then all bets are off. And that's a tough space to, to really have that. But I think what you're saying is, is being able to make that about who you are and, and the yeah. value you see in, in finding pleasure for yourself and for that other person, even before that encounter happens, helps them to understand that, that what you, that you really have um, some, some extreme value for that person and for this experience. Absolutely. The same, the same McDonald's. I'm not just coming through the drive through with you. You know what I hear? Right? I'm trying to make this like this this top five star. And that means understanding what's on the menu. Right. And I hear care and concern being a part of it. Care and concern. Because it does make a person feel safe, even if it's not nothing that you would be interested in or something that you might be open to, knowing that I care for you and I'm concerned about something that's mutual. I think you mentioned it being negotiation when you talked about it in the TED Talk. And I think that's a that's a big key of it, being able to have an understanding that it's current, that's concerned, and that it's not meaning to inflict harm. Mm-hmm. Right. I, yeah. And I think so. A, a negotiation is a, obviously a word that's very 
specifically understood within like the BDSM and King community. But obviously, we don't want to go into like intimate encounters. Like, oh, let's let's negotiate here, you know. Right. Um, but I will say that um, there there are a few questions that I think are really, really, really important more so than others. Uh, one of the questions is. Um, you know, is there any part of your body I can't touch? I did say that in the TED talk because mm-hmm. that's that's really that's really really important because that gives you a framework. Hey, I know I can do 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 all over here. Um, that's one. Another question is, um, you good? Mm. That's, that's layered. You good is layered. You good? You good? I mean, you good? That's a great. That's a great great question. It don't take up a lot of space if you're in like in an interaction. Like it's 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 a check in. It's saying that I I I care that you're good. I care that you're good. And um, so 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 my folks from women and femme identified folks, they love it, love it. You mean you care? Just so keep that in the pocket. You good? Everything good? You know. Um, <laughs> another, uh, I think another question that, um, is good before, and maybe it's not a question, it's just a style of questioning, um, is just paying attention to what someone is saying and asking them to say more about it, you right. know, so they, they say, you know, um, you know, I, I, I really enjoy like oral, you know, and you're like, oh, word. Oh yeah, you enjoy oral. What, what makes you enjoy oral? Well, I think I like the fact that I can feel like I can let loose, you know, and I like feeling like, you know, warmth and things like this. Like, okay, okay, I did that. Um, like, so you know, the next question could be like, is that something that you're interested in right now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't feel I don't feel like it's a lot of labor to ask ask the question like can I do this can right, I do this for your yeah. like, thank you for that simplifying is, that yeah <laughs> I mean you, you think know, about it yeah sure. I would I would like to do this this is something that I would like to can I you know yeah. um it doesn't have to happen every single time a lot of times we're in, we're discerning energetically um and so I mean I think there's a there's a place where we have to give flexibility, especially as black people, that we're, we're not robotic right. uh, when it comes to passion and intimacy, like we are energetic beings to the fullest. Yeah. And so, you know, being able to acknowledge both, like there's an energy here that, that I'm discerning. Um, there's a check-in that I'm also engaging in. There's a curiosity that I'm creating openings for that they didn't, maybe not, may not have known that this is the thing that I like, but I'm just going to say it and see how they respond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, and I'm, and I'm going to respond in a healthy way that allows someone else to say what they need to say. Oh, okay. So you like cactus. You like cactus on your neck. Okay. That's interesting. I've never, this, I've never actually heard of that. Tell me a little bit. More. Question. I, I love this yeah. space. Hold on. Let me, let me, cause I see that question ahead, and here's, here's yeah, where, where I, I love seeing this question. So um, <clears throat> one of our, our um, watchers, he's expressed that um, he's saving himself to a marriage and he's a virgin. And it may seem like this conversation we're having doesn't involve people who are, you know, who are honoring themselves in that way. And it's the exact opposite. Tell us about what that means when you see that and how this really applies to to them being healthy and happy. Well, you know what? First of all, I identify, I started identifying as a joke, as asexual, like a long time ago. Asexual being somebody who does not get, who's not moved by sexual attraction. I experience Mm. sexual attraction. I'm not moved. Like it could be right in front of me and I'm just not moved until there is a deep, deep, connection that feels so spiritually aligned Um, and also i got into kink and bdsm specifically because i wanted to decenter intercourse i wanted to decenter sex and it created this robust um list of ways that create intimacy with people Mm -hmm. from like coloring together right to like (laughs) like coloring is one of my shit for real but coloring together to like massages to you know like doing hair or bathing together like there's so many other things that can be done the problem is a lot of people can't keep it in the container 
Right. So as it happened, it's going to start escalating, you know. Right. Um, but I actually love keeping it in the container because it it feels, and, and shout out to the person who asked that question, because um, I want to honor them in this. Um, I mean, it takes a tremendous amount of discipline to do that. And sometimes you got to actually prove that to yourself. Like, I, I think everybody should go into an encounter where they feel like a deep, intimate connection with someone and not have sex. Right. See what you can do. Um, so it's really important for folks who um, identify as virgins because, like, talk about a boundary, talk mm-hmm. about communication, right? <laughs> talk mm-hmm. about the need, talk about the need to create, to create and be creative about ways to be intimate with each other. And you know, um, one one thing I I, I don't I, I experience now I. I wonder if this person may have experienced as well is a lot of times when you give someone a boundary, they be like, oh, okay, I'm going to change that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I heard your boundary, but I'm also thinking in my mind, like, I'm going to be the one. You just ain't had me yet. Right. And, you know, obviously for uh, this person to ask that question, I'm sure that's created a lot of resentment for folks. Right. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I think it's even more important for people who have very uh, prominent boundaries around how people can access their body because erotic energy uh, is so much more than sex, right? Like we can, right. we're creating, we're just creating. The creation <laughs> of it, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think the dope thing about it too is understanding the power that comes with self-mastery and understanding the power that comes with energetically conserving your energy in that and having a safe channel for it because we yeah. don't recognize how powerful like sexual energy is powerful like it stimulates so many different channels of curiosity in our life expression joy but being in a position where you can say hey i'm gonna honor this on this for myself but also be able to preserve it so that if i do decide i want to build a life with someone i can honor them in an intimate way that's not just physical yes and we that's- miss out on that and that's what i heard you saying like coloring is not just physical but it's <laughs> it's saying i desire an energetic experience and i want to share this with you yeah yeah that's true union and and, and part of that part of being able to do that is because you're able to, you've practiced it on your own. Mm-hmm. You've practiced feeling the warm water on your hand and took that second to breathe and be like, you know what, this feels really good, right? You've, you've practiced like stepping outside and, you know, watching leaves fall and be like, wow, yeah. like you've, you've made a practice of pleasure as a daily habit. Um, and so you can kind yes. of cultivate that curiosity in a different way. This is mindfulness. Yeah, make, yeah, yeah. I, I lo- make the the practice of pleasure a daily occurrence. Goodness, mm-hmm. with the small things, it's, it's, it's small things, and they be feeling yeah. good too. Yeah, you know, uh-huh, put on them good old jeans. Be like, oh, these jeans right here, hand. You might take a little, you know, three minutes or so long in the mirror, like, oh, you know. Lord, right. please, <laughs> that's what it feels like to be conscious and be present and be in the now. Because I think in our day and age. Especially as far as that are hyperactive, um, it does require a lot more dopamine. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're not in a state of having healthy boundaries. So we do need an extra stimulus to even feel like we need an experience or to feel like we actually feel. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is this something that you've had? To feel like you actually feel? Yeah, the feel. Yeah. Just, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, like to say I went outside and I felt the wind and I could experience this bliss. To say I, I went and washed dishes and I and I, I felt the soap on my hands mm-hmm. and, and I feel it and it's stimulating and I could appreciate mm-hmm. it, right? I think a lot of times in, in, in things that we're doing in day-to-day activities, these are things we take for granted. Yeah, yeah, naturally, naturally, especially if we're in pro- productivity mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, the, the, beautiful, the beautiful part is whether it comes through sex or writing a beautiful piece of poetry or seeing a piece of art or hearing a song that moves us deeply 
our body still has the same hormones. Yeah. <laughs> they're not creating. They're not creating new hormones uh, yes. because we're doing this thing or this thing. Our body is still pushing the same hormones out. So that dopamine and that serotonin and all those energies that feel good, that adrenaline when we get excited, right? It's the same shit. So yes. how we learn how to um, acknowledge those feelings when we have them when our heart rate increases when we see something that just moves us right like that, that's the same stuff <laughs> that's the same energy so yeah um, serotonin is serotonin is serotonin go ahead and get your high find your high Listen. identify your highs get high. I, uh, all this nerd talk serotonin <laughs> serotonin <laughs> biochemistry uh hey man hold on real quick Asa LeBeau says, love all three of y'all. I love all three of y'all. All right, headed to management uh, meeting. Uh, hashtag consent. Hashtag kink. I love Asa. <laughs> and, and he going to take us right into, like, where you, you already talked a little bit about BDSM. First, can you explain what that is? But I, mm-hmm. I love that a lot of Please. people aren't going to really catch that we have already been talking about that. For like we've been we've been in that so long in this conversation and they didn't even know that that's what we've been talking about or rather that it applies just as easily to that as it does in our conversations because that's a space that is taboo for us culturally but also even more so as black people and let's not even go into black men we can't even i'm I'm late to the party i just found out what it was peep i was at a party the other day where you play the game (laughs) and they put the thing on your head and you got to figure out what it is and, it, and mine was BDSM. I'm like, BDS? What is this? Fam. Catch us up, coach. What's up? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, just like with anything, I feel like Black people are the creators and the originators of everything. Everything minus oppression. <laughs> everything minus systemic racism. Right. Um, so, BDSM is a lifestyle community um, that let me tell you about what BDSM stands for. So you have BDSM, which is bondage discipline. You have the DS, which is domination submission. And then you have the SM, which is sadism and masochism. Hearing those words together in that way for what this acronym stands for can be really, really intimidating for a lot of people because it feels like it it feels taboo, right? Mm -hmm. But BDSM is largely rooted in like power dynamics and power exchange, right? So um, so if you use cuffs, if you like to use, you know, little handcuffs in the bedroom or something like that, you know, that's bondage. If um, you like to be told, good boy, good girl, you know, something like that, that might be part of your, your discipline. You may actually feel, you may actually like um, inflicting, being really clear, pleasurable, right. pleasurable pain, consensual pain. Um, or you may have like experienced it, pain being relative, right? Because that can be really, really small to like a little nibble on the neck to really, really big to like a paddle, right? Um, but I will say that BDSM is a, it's just because it's so power dynamic heavy that um, I am really intentional to not just use that language when I'm talking to Black folks because okay. there's so many of the archetypes and things that, Um, from, you know, dominant to master Mm, to, mm -hmm. um, uh, oh gosh, rigor and all these other things, rigorous person who works with rope, but that are very, they're so rooted in power dynamic, they may not give Black people the, the, the safety to feel like they can explore. So then kink, comes into the equation. Kink is kind of the overarching umbrella that includes BDSM and also includes interactions that aren't rooted in power dynamics. Um, So for instance, you know, um, in kink, I may, you know, let's say I I, I do want a little pain. I do like biting or I do like to be bit or something. I can be bit and not be like, I'm giving you my body to bite me. I'm relinquishing all of my power. Right. I don't don't do that. Like it can be an exchange that's not rooted in honestly what I feel like just white supremacy. Like BDSM feels like a a level of whiteness that is like power, 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 power. Right. And King kind of gives it back to to us um, and creates spaces where we are having intimacy that the archetypes look different. So instead of like a 
a dominant or a submissive or a master slave that may be present in BDSM. Like we it, in kink, it may be like a like a, a nurturer, right? Or um, it could a little be, bit of softer tone to kind of balance it out. Yeah, I mean, uh, so softer tones and you know, again, throwing away that power dynamic because, like, what is kink then? Um, for me, you know, if anybody who does work with the body, period is engaging in that because right. you can't you can't work with anybody with anybody else's body without there being some type of power dynamic in general mm, yes. um and some energetic dynamic in general right some consent some hopefully pleasure or mm -hmm. at least a trajectory to it it's so anybody works work so we talking about you know whether they're giving massages whether they're giving tattoos you know like I see tattoos are king um whether they're doing hair right this is a pleasurable experience and it's really really intimate um two ways where you know in kink it could be like <sighs> dancing together it could be mm -hmm. cooking together like this could be my kink my kink could be cooking lasagna wow. with you and that's what i found and that's and i want now I, I don't got all these relationships i don't cook lasagna with these people you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I only, I only cook lasagna with you baby I only, only yeah. Cook lasagna. Yeah. yeah that's it it could it could be that um there is a wide scale of activities that can kind of happen <laughs> but i can guarantee that there are things that we are actually doing that's every day that may not we may not identify them as kink so um yeah. it's, it's an erotic space that decenters again decenters sex so think of That's, everything else you could possibly do outside yeah. of penetration maybe yeah and kind of go from there <laughs> like my kink is making sure you ain't binge watching the next netflix show that we was watching together <laughs> but let me let me go ahead and pull it up and i see it's one episode ahead we got problems yeah. <laughs> This space, so, so out of penetrate. Let me correct that. Penetration is definitely a part of kink. So let me just correct that part. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. Okay. It can be. It can be. It can be. And you get to decide that, though. Mm -hmm. This space where you you you've talked about like what that is. It just it makes me hear what we talked about a while ago, which is when you're able to set boundaries and entry points. Mm -hmm. Now you're in a space where where you feel safe in what this experience is, but still there's so much for you to explore. And that's mm -hmm. just, for me, that's just, that's simply what it means to go mm -hmm. into that space is to have is to be able to be clear about what your boundaries and what your entry points are. And when you describe those entry points, they don't always mean dinner, roses and wine. Right. right? Mm -hmm. It may involve all the other things we've talked mm -hmm. about, maybe coloring together, maybe enjoying cooking a meal together that speaks mm -hmm. to both of your passions. Maybe this and this talks about having tools or things like or toys like like handcuffs, like vibrators, like other things mm -hmm. that that speak to what you're and then exploring what that boundary is, because if your boundary is you have control over this right now, now you get to yeah. really get into that space and honor that person by giving them some level of control with yeah. respect for who you are and who they are. I like that's it. what I'm like. Yeah. That's when, so Donnell, when you asked me the other day, what, what do you know about that? That's, that's what I know about it. Having, having had so few experiences, I'm going to tell you a story. Experiences with the, the kind of what we, what it looks like, what BDSM is supposed to quote unquote look like. So, Several lifetimes ago, I was in an interaction with a woman that I had shared interactions with before. So this was not a first interaction, but she was really excited about sharing something with me and she wanted to surprise me. And I'm I'm, I'm like, I love surprises. This is going to be fun. And when I opened my eyes, there was a writing crop, right? Standard kind of writing crop. And I can tell you, my expression <laughs> ruined the whole mood. <laughs> Because what yeah. happened is she saw on my face something that wasn't comfortable, something uh. that was that did not speak to the want that was there just moments ago. And that it ruined the mood because one, she was excited about it. I, in my experience, in, in that moment, I was like, okay. And I was like, okay, let's talk about it. But it was so much of a space where we couldn't have the conversation that we've been talking about this whole time. Wow. And being able to, to talk about that, right? Because here's the thing is, I wasn't scared of the riding crop. 
but my but I hadn't been prepared to understand what boundaries we had set with ourselves, even right. though this wasn't, you know, the, and, and, and that space is really important for us to really go into. So that's a profound story, because the reality of it is, is that everybody don't want to be surprised. And right. And sometimes you surprise somebody and they re- re- react to it in a way that neither one of you anticipated. Right. I think that's my worst fear. I saw a post on somebody's page. It was like, hey, if you want to try new things in the bedroom, what do you do? Do you just bring it in or do you just do you have a conversation about it? And I looked up the comments and everybody was like, well, if you're in a relationship with a person for a long time and they trust you, just start introducing the new things in and they'll be able they should be able to tell you when. Uh, when it feels uncomfortable, like how you know what they should be able to do. <laughs> right. You don't get to do that. Um, and so, you know, that was a, that was a setup because they could have had that conversation with you beforehand. Right. So that they actually could have gotten maybe more of what they wanted to experience, which was they wanted to feel seen. They wanted to you to not be as surprised. Right. And they could have just said, you know, I have a surprise. And they could have shown the riding crop. I when if I'm playing in a space. And I have a toy. I know I got toys around here. I started looking, but and I have a. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> while she was looking around, like it was like one of the kids that was getting into her stuff. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what is? But um, if I if I'm engaging in a space with black people specifically, and they're curious about the toys that I have present, the most important thing for me is that they see it. Mm-hmm. They see the toy. They hold it, right? They actually examine it. Um, they ask me about like, how do you use it? Things like that. We don't really move from from there. I'm not going to just even in my personal uh, uh, relationships. If I have a new thing, I show it to them. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't mean I say anything, I can just be like, <laughs> and you know, I might just spark a conversation. Them. Yeah, it's part yeah. of conversation, and they may be like, "Hell yeah!" Or what? And, and here's the thing: is that when I talk about this story, like when I say the look on my face, it wasn't of disgust; it was literal surprise. But that wasn't, as you said, the expected reaction. And mm-hmm. in the conversation about it, that was a space where I recognized, like, well, that wasn't the reaction I thought I would have. If you know, when I when I think about moments like this happening, I didn't react the way I. Thought I was gonna react, and then right. Right, right. that's real. Because I was like, first of all, I was like, oh, my reaction is way different. Okay, wait, don't let this re- like hold on, hold on. Let me check in. But but <laughs> but again, the interaction of that space didn't even allow us to move through that space. Yeah. And that, and so yeah, we have. And to what be if, and what if you had been? Ex- what if you experienced um, being? whipped as a child with branches off of the tree by your family before you know all of your life and that was a very prominent part of your trauma history and you saw somebody pull this out with a smile on their face right and and, and like they have no preparation for how you made and that it like it sometimes that was it that was yeah. a, that was a part of my experience that I had to explore, and it took yeah. so, it took some time. I had to explore why I why my reaction was that way, and why my right. reaction surprised me. Mm-hmm. And then going into that, I started to realize that being in that space of giving over that power and that part of of my experience and that part of my body was not um, a pleasurable thing for me, yeah. based on the things that I experienced in the past. And boy, try to have that conversation when you're in there in lingerie. <laughs> Yeah, man. God, Well, I'm just because I'm just thinking about it. Like, it, think about it. Two different worlds, and one is pleasurable, but for you, it's remindful of a, a time that your power has been stripped from you. Yeah. And so you got someone that's desiring experience a really great, you know, really great. And there's a part of you stimulated by like, hey, this would be awesome. But then you also have things that's in the background is like, yo. I don't know, fam. I don't know. Like, and we can so, do both at the same time. Yes, like, right. We can, we can learn to do both. We can practice to do both. Um, I know, like therapists don't recommend stuff like that. I do because therapy therapy ain't one hundred percent effective. So, it's mm, <laughs> a good so, point. You know, I mean, that's the reality of it is. But you, th- yeah, you can have you can have feelings of like doubt, uncertainty. Um, you could, you know, um, remember 
something mm-hmm. about this object or a moment like this before. And with consent, with autonomy, you can say, you know what, I can, I can, I'm actually going to walk into this, but to approach it this way. And one, one big example um, that I have is like a uh, spanking. That's a right. big thing to get spanking, spanking with your hand, right? And like I talk to a lot of men and they like, you know, when I have sex, you know, I like to spank it, be from the back and all this other stuff. And it's like, cool. And um, that's 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 great until you meet the one that doesn't, doesn't want right. that. But, but right. the other thing is when they hear about like spanking, they and I say, okay, show me, show me what you spank like. They go, what? <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> like, and so even like those moments where it feels like i don't even know exactly how i feel but i know this is a yes like there's a way to make it feel comfortable and check in and right and like go uh-huh. through the process um without without re-traumatizing like, right yeah yeah, yeah. And I, what I heard is you saying is like it's the opportunity to be able to rewire near circuitry to be able to acknowledge there are parties and pains and hurts that's been done there, but a way to like alter the narrative in the way that it serves you now, because and I think of it like the way it serves you now, yeah. Right. So I think about it like let's say it's not you know involving intimacy, but let's let's think of it like some people have a hard time receiving compliments. Mm-hmm. Just receiving compliments is hard. You be like, "Oh, you look good." Nah, I mean, I could have done something better with my hair. So, and you know, right? And you like, yo, I can't even receive a, a, a you know, a receive a compliment. But if you think about the way that mind works, and it's like, fam, if you can get better to receiving the um, a compliment, get used to it, familiarize yourself with it. It can become a healthy part of your life. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm giving game right now. Like you, I get you know, I'm. I'm trying to get somebody to improve their bedroom action. I. Right? It might feel uncomfortable, but it might feel good if you just have it in the right scope of life. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you mean like like if you get the if you get the setup right, you can do a Absolutely. lot of things, right? If you can get the yeah. setup. That, there's one other story I always tell about like going out on a date with someone and you're really into this person and y'all are sitting side by side and maybe at a, I don't know, I don't want to say a bar, let's just say a park because <laughs> it's always a bar, right? Um, and so you're sitting on the bench side by side and then uh, one person puts puts their arm around around the other person and <laughs> right. they freeze up and they're like, oh, but they freeze up not because not because they don't like the person or they're attracted right. to it. They yeah. freeze up because it it just happened and they don't they haven't they they need to be more comfortable. And yeah. so this is an opportunity. So that moment is an opportunity. One, that person may could have asked, sure, right? Okay. Right. But also respond the responsibility and these these those small moments like that are on both people. So that's mm-hmm. an opportunity. If me, I've got the arm around, it's like, okay, um, Maybe you can move your arm, but can you move your arm? But don't don't take it from around me. Can you just put it on the bench instead of my back for right yeah. now? You know, like just just like I, I want your arm here. I just don't want it on my body yet. Or, you know, um, creating the access point so that this moment is not completely um, missed. Where right. if yes. I pinch up, you jump back. Next thing you know, you don't know if I like you. I don't know if you like me. Right. I don't know. I ain't got no money. I ain't got no cash. Like, <laughs> right. And holding the fence. Yeah. Like yeah. now, oh, because I can't put my arm around you. Something must be wrong with me. Something must be wrong. I'm rejected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't want you to feel rejected. I want you to know that I like you. So yeah. maybe you can't put your arm around me just yet, but you will. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's giving each other the space to really experience the duality of our feelings and the complexities of it is so important Mm -hmm. because there's there's no one way of feeling or dealing with with it, especially when we talk about connecting um, in ourselves and with other people. So, yes, Candice. Oh, this is so much fun. We could like we could do this for like hours, but we can't. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, there's, I can't wait to go back and listen to this again and see this again because there's, there's just so much here to grow and love with. And um, 
thank you for coming on here with us and sharing with us this this early morning. Yeah, we talked about some stuff this early morning, but um, yeah, I love it. I love yeah, it. No, I'm, I'm so happy to be have been invited, and I, I appreciate what you're doing, um, especially for Black men, right? To have this space where you know that this is this is a very vulnerable space and yes. a very sacred space, and there's not enough of them. There's not enough of them. So thank you for uh, being present, and I'm, I can't wait to like disseminate this out. Listen to this. Right now, we want you to tell them where they can find you. I'm gonna put you. Listen, I'm gonna, I got you. I, I, I want them to see. Hey, you. So, tell us where you make, are, Ken. Um, you can find me at uh, Center for Body Autonomy. That is a, the, on that website. People can contact me directly, schedule kind of discovery calls, and determine how I may be able to um, better support them or point them in the right direction if I can't, because that's very real. Um, and uh, also, you know, Instagram, Coach Feline, um, uh, F E L Y N E. And yeah, I am also going to be opening up training again very soon. I take little groups of people. So if anybody's interested in like fitness coaching, um, anything along those lines, you can also contact me. Center for Body Autonomy right there on the website is the best way to get in contact me. I'm not trying to email you back and forth. I'm trying to talk to you on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Mississippi and I need to, I need to talk to you. Listen. <laughs> All right, and I have to put this out here. So, Candace, I signed up for your Kink 101 course, right? Did yeah, I did, and I'm excited. So, listen, I looked at the um, the introduction. I haven't gotten into the course material because, honestly, with like this is a really busy month for us, and I'm like, I want to be able to, to really dedicate some some energy and some focus to it. But <laughs> I'm super excited. And anybody who has any questions about what we're talking about right now and what what our conversation has been today just looking at the outline looking at her course um her, her curriculum and what she's off like you will love this course so i'm i haven't even taken the course but i have to tell you it's dope because i'm excited about what i know is in there so mm-hmm. i needed to say that i'm i'm excited and, and believe me I, I will be letting you know what my what my um what my experience is with that I so look forward to there's that. a lot of information in there david there's a lot of information that and excites if could, me. If I can leave with just one thing with, to mm-hmm. kind of wrap up this whole conversation. Um, yes. The most important thing we can do is not always at the beginning, is actually at the end, is mm-hmm. actually um, at the end of an encounter. And that's taking care of each other. We call it aftercare. That's mm-hmm. where we're checking in. That's where we're asking because so, so something could be done differently. Um, how do we feel? You know, what do we need? Do we need water? Nourishing ourselves, taking care of our bodies and allow, giving our bodies the space to get back to balance and homeostasis mm-hmm. is the most important thing that we can do, not just with intimately, but in any moment where we feel our bodies kind of accelerate with that hormonal energy is getting back to grounding. So Absolutely. please continue taking care of yourselves. 2022 hours here in these streets drink more water you know get more fresh air and you know (laughs) thank you candace thank you so much for that for sure yes donnell you got to talk to him about what we got going on in the man cave so what's up people y'all know what's popping man y'all know every last monday don't be acting like you don't already know every last monday it goes down to our man cave meetup this month, get your, your vocals ready, me, 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 because we got karaoke, all right? Not everybody can be a Daniel Caesar or a Dr. Damon. However, that does not prevent us from being able to come together and have an amazing time and win surprises, right? Because we can win surprises this Monday. You know, we, I don't think we have a Monday where we want prizes, but this one we do. There's a karaoke competition. So holler at your people. It's $10 to register, 10 bucks register. First 10 uh, tickets, get a free drink. So you can get your free drink and you can win some prizes at the same time. And women are, uh, uh, are they can come. Women come. It's open to women, men, men and women, all right? Yes, this is a party. You know, we've had plenty of meetups where it's guys only, and we've enjoyed um, some some dope experiences. And the ladies keep asking us, like, when can I come? Monday. You yep. can come Monday. This, this can Monday. Come Monday. <laughs> come That's on it. out. I come think Candace is trying to get back in. That's funny, <laughs> yes, bro. Yes, so we're excited about that. Um, and then, and then coming up, 
the master class, yo. Hey, yo, let's go. So if you guys don't know, we have a two-hour incredible interactive experience where you have the opportunity of being able to align with your idea self, get clear on your vision. We're going to talk about how to embrace anxiety. And, and then after that, we're going to end it with the happy hour. So we're going to play hard, we're going to work hard, and we're going to play hard to become the best version of ourselves. And I'm looking forward to this masterclass. Listen, this one, we're, we're, we're partnering with Rose State College. They have literally given us an entire building and an auditorium. So there is space for you brothers, like literally space for us to do the work and to show up and to literally walk out of this experience a better version of yourself than you walked in. And one of the things we're really excited about is we are bringing this free to students. Absolutely. Free in Oklahoma City. Like if you're anywhere near Oklahoma and you want to come to Oklahoma City for free to come to this masterclass, you need to register and be there. That's just, it's as simple as that. So if you are 17 years old and you are a male and you are free to come to the masterclass, you need to register. So everyone we're asking to, and this is not, a, this is again, uh, Donnell and I have been saying this a lot lately, like there's a space for, for counseling, there's a space for therapy, this ain't it. This is a celebration of of being Manhood. our best and better selves as men in a modern world yeah so we are going to move in that energy so we want you to show up we want you to get the playbook in your hands we want you to have the experience of knowing who you are where you are and where you want to go and we can move that way together as a community so come out we also have vendors who are going to be setting up their booths so they'll be sharing all of the wonderful things that they have for the community um we'll be able to um to talk to you guys about what else we have going on in the community coming up because um, you know, our modern manhood platform is, is a culture, it's a movement and we've got a lot of dope stuff coming down the pipeline. So we're really excited about that. Get your tickets, check on our, um, check on the website, manhoodmasterclass.com to register. Again, it's free for any students who are 17 and older. And if you are not a student and you're a responsible man who still, again, need like our last masterclass, our age group was between ages of 22 and like in their 50s. This is Let's not go. A, this is not a, a a building better men experience, a building, you know, making boys, boys the men. boys the men experience. This is a building better men from wherever you are, from wherever you are in your life. We've had professionals in there with people with masters and doctor degrees who walked out of here saying, This, I needed this today. Yeah. So uh, we're not just talking to students, we're talking to all the men who need to be in this space to walk better for yourself for your family, and for your community. So join us April 2nd at Rose State College. All right? So with that being said, we're going to give y'all y'all's Friday back because you get to go out there and do dope stuff. Um, once again, we want to share our esteemed um, gratitude to you, Candice, for jumping in this with us and sharing your wisdom. And we can't wait to see what else is coming from you and for you. So go out there and be great. Sending it back to you. Much success, fellas. Much success. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Love you guys. Hey, shout us out. Share this broadcast and look out for the link for the um, for the podcast audio because um, all of our uh, Friday freestyle chats are um, on our webpage, manhoodmasterclass.com. You can go to the podcast link and it'll share all of our conversations. This one will be up there real soon. Peace. <laughs>